Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. We're, we're getting more routine with this, whether we do it a little bit later, a little bit, a little bit earlier. Um, I like doing it Wednesday night so I can get it up by Friday, but if not, hey, no big deal. We're, we're all here, friends. We're having fun. Thank you all that listened. Uh, I'm here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about in the Disney pile because that is uh, the big news. A lot of places are reopening. A lot of things are changing um, just because, you know, uh, there's just, you know, nothing's really been going on. So now everything before was like, oh, this is like a Disney Plus news thingy. This is a... You know, uh, Netflix news, Hulu news, all that kind of stuff. But um, we have so much in the Disney pile. It's basically going to be a Disney podcast today. Um, but as per usual, uh, make sure you go to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming, where you can get all of our links to our YouTube, which I have an interesting story before we get into our RAPs about YouTube. Um and uh, also, uh, you can get our TikTok, which I haven't been as active on. I need to get back on there. Our gaming pages and our podcast page on Facebook. Go there and check it out. Now, first, so if you go to our YouTube, like, I'm enthusiastic when I like things. But if I'm getting kind of disappointed, you know, so I got Geek Fuel. Uh, Tim can see right now I'm holding up the Geek Fuel little sticker they gave this month, which is like a Jurassic Park theme. Um, so I did a review of it on my on the YouTube channel, and I just got berated. Oh, why are you so depressing? And I'm like, maybe because the box is garbage. It's not. It's not worth the money, mind you. I was happy at the end because the t-shirt. The t-shirt is pretty cool. It's a Godzilla shirt, and it's written in Japanese. So it has Gojira on the back, and I love that. I love that name because that that is his name is Gojira. So I love the, the shirt. Just it's amazing. I'll show Tim it later. Because it's just, I, I'm going to be wearing it this weekend to uh, go around and do stuff in. Cause it's so cool. Um, but I just thought it was funny that so many people were so angry because I, do, I wasn't enthusiastic about this box. So if you're looking for enthusiasm, make sure to watch the last Battle Box video I did or the last short part for one. Because I'm excited because I got, I got a gift for Tim when we go golfing this weekend because of, because of short part four. No, it's normal. It's not the putter that I want to get you. That no, I know. should get you. But um, <laughs> so, if you want to see something positive on my YouTube, go there. But um, we're gonna go on the negative. So, <laughs> well, the uh, weird the weird thing is, is just to comment on, on that. I mean, think about you know. So people were mad because you kind of gave a little bit of a negative review on a box, which I mean, reviews you're either positive or or negative. I mean, that's that's funny. I mean, imagine all these, you know big time YouTube people that say something negative and I'm sure they just get berated as well. well. I've, I've gotten berated in the past for being positive on a box. Cause I like wow. certain things in it. And so that's yeah. the thing. What I think we're going to start doing is uh, buy, I'm going to buy things that are just normal things and review them themselves. So um, I know Connor from ConCon's Cantina. He's going to be trying to do some stuff with different things. And we've bounced ideas off each other. Like, hey, look, you know, we could unbox this or unbox that. Um, he did a, cr- a great series series on um, TikTok about, uh, uh, was it, Five Below. We don't have one around us. You have one by you, Five Below. Isn't there one in Fresno? What's Five Below? So Five Below is everything's $5 or lower. Oh, uh, it's. I and- thought it was a bar or something. No, it's it's a store that's everything's five dollars or lower. We saw it when we were in Minnesota, and um, 
they actually it's it's pretty decent stuff. So he went there and did a series on stuff you can get for your PC through Five Below, and it's amazing. If you look it up, it's it's ConCon. It's I T Z K O N K O N on TikTok. And go follow him. Great thing. Great mixology stuff, too. And do go make sure you check out because he has it's going to be a multi-parter for the the, the um, product uh, placement stuff on YouTube. Uh, search ConCon's Cantina because he got some great stuff on that, too. But um, we're, I'm leaning towards more of the unboxing certain things. Um, doing the Pokemon cards has gotten me quite a bit of hits. Uh, so I may lean towards that as well. Um, but, you know. YouTube is is not something that I was planning on making money. I'm not planning on making money on anything, really. I'm just out here to have fun. But I thought it was just funny that people would just get so offended and they're like, I love it. And I even I I interact. I'm like, hey, I want you guys to critique me because I want to know what I'm doing wrong. And this one guy, he you tell he realized that like I wasn't taking it seriously. So then he started having fun in it. So that was one positive, but YouTube is rough, man. YouTube is really rough. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, and the thing is, is you get these keyboard warriors that, you know, they'll be really tough behind the computer screen. But then when you call them out, because there's a podcast that I listen to and they're really active on Twitter and it's a golf podcast. So they're, you know, (laughs) always putting out golf videos and whatnot. And, you know, one guy's got he could hit the ball, but he's got a kind of a little funky swing. And another guy call him butter knives because on his wedges, he just cannot hit a wedge. He just scolds it over the over the green. Um, and they're always talking crap or whatnot about him because, you know, post a video or whatnot. And then he responds back to him and they're like, oh, man, no, I was just joking around. You guys are awesome. I love the podcast. It's like, dude, you just said you know, you called me some not so nice names. I respond back to you. And then now all of a sudden it's like, Oh crap, I got called out. And now we're, uh, you know, Oh man, love the podcast. You're awesome. Keep up the good work. It's like, really? So it's, it's funny. And to, uh, your five below locations, there's uh three in Fresno, one in Clovis, which is right next to Fresno, one in Bakersfield. And, um, one actually the next town over where where I'm at down here. So uh, there's a couple of them. They're pretty cool. And there. they do flat yeah. rate shipping too. So that's what I thought was kind of cool too. Like no matter what you get, it's all flat rate. Yeah, uh, there's so there's check 62, out five below. Yeah, sixty two five below stores in California. Like when yeah, when like when I was in Minnesota, because there's none there's none really close by us, and I'm not gonna go to Fresno for a five below. No, but yeah, like, I don't know, yeah, where's anything. A, a bunch of people that I was with in Minnesota were like, oh, that place is the greatest. Like, they, they got, like, some garbage stuff, but they got some really good stuff in there. So huh. I'll have to check it out because the one down here by me isn't that far away. Yeah, so, oh. I mean, you can check it out. Um, huh. Now we go into the sad part of the podcast, the RIPs, which, Tim, we were smart this week, and we have a birthday right after the RIPs. So um, the first uh, person who passed was Walter Gretzky, which I'm assuming is uh, Wayne Gretzky's father. Bingo. Um, so that one was an easy one. Yeah, um, and he was, and so I guess he passed away a couple weeks after a hip surgery, um, which stinks. And he had Park. It was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 2012. So mm-hmm. he had Parkinson's and hip surgery. So it wasn't COVID or anything. Um, but that stinks. But the funny thing is, so listen to, <laughs> to I just put this in here because it's a mouthful so in his hometown um up in canada obviously 
they had they named Walter Gretzky Elementary School because I guess he was a a coach or whatnot um, up there as well, and obviously with Wayne and whatnot. Right. So the elementary school is part of a dual track Catholic public green school, um, and it's with the brand. Heldemond Norfolk Catholic District School Board St. Basil's School. I have never seen so much of That's that weird. in it, you know, in it. Normally it'll be like, oh yeah, the elementary school in this school district and you know, with this board or that one, maybe because it's the dual track Catholic public school has something to do with it, but I well, saw you, that you know my, what it might you know what it might be oh is it might gosh. have been a, it might have been a school that couldn't hold its own so they decided we'll merge with these other schools because oh. that does happen from time to time when people can't they can't make it they'll they'll merge with another school and then that yep. you know helps them you know you know immensely try and get back on Ex- track and yeah yep no it, exactly but I saw that and I'm like oh wait is this a big run long a big long run on sentence. I'm like, no, that's just the school district, whatnot. <laughs> so, anyways, I thought that was that was it, really it's, interesting. It's pretty funny because you you know you wouldn't think about something like that, but I just no. I just think it's hilarious because you know. And the thing is, is <laughs> I never really heard anything or saw anything um, either on Facebook. I haven't watched Sports Center that that much, but of it. Uh, saying that you know Wayne Gretzky's dad had passed away. I mean, not that he was, you know, a superstar hockey player, but you know, just still that with being his dad alone, ex- ex- exactly. Think it would garner some sort of mention because, as we talked about before the podcast, you know, when Tiger Woods' dad died, you know, it was all over the news. Even when he got the diagnosis of yeah, having, he had cancer. Didn't he have cancer? He had cancer. I believe so. So, you know, when he, even when his, his dad got the diagnosis of cancer, it was kind of like one of those things where you're like, oh, man, you know, it's, it, it, you know, you show your respect and it's like, you know, this is the person, like, love them or hate them. They basically created the, the person that you, you see there. That's, you know, that's them. Exactly. And you always saw him in the background as well. And then in, uh, in the forefront once Tiger, you know, in the background at all the tournaments and whatnot, they'd always pan over his mom and dad on the 18th green, whether he's winning, you know, his first Masters or his, you know, fourth or third. I can't remember which Masters he wasn't there, um, you know, passed away. But they were always right there. And then with the scandal and everything happening, kind of even more so. But he was he was always, always there. And you know what, like, you know, we talked about before, everyone said he wasn't the greatest dude, but regardless of who he was or, you know, whatever people are going to say about him, you know, I, I, I think that, like you said, you, I would, I would have expected more. I'm surprised I didn't even hear anything because usually, you know, sports, uh, ESPN is pretty good about sending out, uh, the thing on, the ESPN, the app, they're like, cause yeah. I mean, when Tiger Woods got in the car wreck, it was literally like two minutes later, I get a thing right. saying, Oh dude, Tiger Woods was in a car wreck. And I'm like, Oh, is he back on? Is he off the wagon again? You know? Right. And w- which I felt was kind of dirty because it was one of those things where you're like, Oh, they're, they're, they're using this for clickbait. They're not oh, doing yeah. anything about this, but except for clickbait. 
Oh, 100%. and I'm like, that's that's got to be horrible as, you know, his kids, whatever they're, you know, they're they know what's going on now. They know what their dad did kind of thing. And yeah, I don't know. But I am surprised I didn't see anything about that. But the next person I thought I was like, wait, Steve Spurrier died. What the heck? And no, this is <laughs> nope. a Tim. This is a Tim. Just- Tim, take it away. Yep. Um, so Steve Spurrier, not the Steve Spurrier you thought, um, because is, I thought, hold of, on. this is Steven Spurrier, very big difference. Oh, uh, Steven Spurrier. I bet you Steve Spurrier's name is Steven as well on his birth but, certificate. But I believe it goes by Steven. Uh, not, not the guy that, that passed away. He goes by Steve, but anyways, <laughs> so yeah, he passed away uh, this week, obviously, for most people who don't know him, but I bet you you kind of do, in a way. Um, he was a British wine expert and merchant um, and was described as a champion of French wine. So he's the one that organized the Paris wine tasting in 1976. People are like, hey, cool, that's great, a wine tasting in Paris in 76. But this wine tasting basically put Napa on the map. You all know Napa now as this, you know, famous wine region or whatnot. Well, back mm-hmm. in the mid-70s, yeah, it was a wine region, but it wasn't as famous as it was right now. What put it on the map was this tasting, and what this Steve Spurrier did is he um, spearheaded it, and it was New World Wines, which is basically everything outside of Europe, um, against the European wines and the European wines, you know, they're, you know, you, that's where you get your stereotypical, you know, snobby type people. Oh, you know, my wine's better than yours. Uh, you know, so on and so forth. So when you get, when you see the stereotypical wine snob, it's, you know, you can kind of think of the Europeans, not to say that they are, but so with this wine tasting, he put, it was a blind tasting and, it was a, a, a whites and reds, not against each other, just on their same. So a Chardonnay from um, California one, I believe it was from, uh, uh, why can I think of the name, Calistoga, and a cab from Napa one. So basically, two of these California little-known wine region beat all these bigwigs in a blind tasting from Europe. Um which had that's pretty awesome that burgundies and bordeaux that's pretty awesome (laughs) exactly so then you know all and these were all judged by judges over there so they were local judges to europe so they were shocked when there's like no way this can't be right it's like well it's a blind tasting no (laughs) proofs in the pudding but what you probably know is if you ever seen the movie bottle shock came out in 2008 it's got uh alan rickman in it Okay. Well, Alan Alan Rickman, also R.I.P., played Steve Spurrier in that movie. Okay. So, uh, so that's that's pretty cool. And I guess it, it was funny. Just a little footnote on it. I guess uh, Spurrier read the script, and he said, "Hey, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna take legal action if there's any events or whatnot that is misrepresentation of of me." And so he read the script and he said, and I quote, there's hardly a word that is true in the script and many, many pure inventions as far as I'm concerned. So it's like anything. It's 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 based on a true story. 
or based, based on true loosely on loosely based yes exactly the premise of the movie yes it did happen but to fill in i mean yeah think about it this was a movie so they're gonna fill it up with a lot of fluff to make it look good they can't just say hey yep we got these wines went over here this one won and boom here you go so but the cool thing is is a little tie to myself um or not to myself but to the college that i went to the son of the winery that won the Chardonnay, Chateau Montalena, um, the son went to Fresno State and graduated from the same department that I uh, graduated from. And when really? I was to, yeah, when I was going to school there, he actually came back and did a tasting for um, our college and for a, a society that they that the kids run there. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool. And of course, everyone was asking questions about the movie and he's like, dude, really? When that happened, he's like, I was going to school here. I was a surfer dude who liked to smoke doobies. He's like, I was more concerned about, you know, where I was getting my next joint from and going to the beach than wine. So it was, <laughs> it was, it was pretty funny, but now, now does he, he's does he do wine now. Oh yeah, he's uber famous in the in the wine industry, and his wife is uber famous as well. Um, and her nickname is the First Lady of Wine. So she's the that's, one that makes that these, says a lot. Yeah, makes these cult wines that sell for well, where she was at before sold for, and I'm I'm not joking, twenty thousand dollars for one bottle of wine. Um, and it's a waiting list that you thought Club Thirty Three was hard to get into to get on this list for her, the wine club is, you know, pretty much like that. Um, and now she's out, out on her own, uh, doing it and is still, it's not as, um, uh, cost as much, but, um, let's just put it this way. She's what they call a, um, Oh, what is it? An airplane winemaker because she flies all over because she consults. Really? and fun fact on the Chardonnay and the Cab, it's the only there's two bottles of wine in the Smithsonian. One is the Chardonnay and one is the Cab that that won this. So um anyways, and I digress, but he passed away. So basically you could thank him if you like Napa Valley, um putting that, that on the I mean, map. That that's pretty exceptional because we you don't really think about it when you you know you're getting your wine, you know, everyone only only joke you ever hear is um. Oh, it can't call. It can't be called champagne unless it's from uh, France, kind of thing. That's the only from joke Champ. you hear about yep. about anything really that has anything to do with you know wine. No one else besides <laughs> you. Whenever I need help with wine, I ask Tim because Tim <laughs> oh, knows his stuff. Tim works yes. in the wine industry, so you know I know I can rely on Tim when the wife is asking for the seventeenth time what wines he recommends. For someone who doesn't like, like he wants a sweet wine, so yep. anything but Stella Rosa. But that's that's well, another podcast for I, another you time. Don't like Stella Rosé? No, it's an Italian. It's an import. If you want me to keep uh, working in the industry, I am got to at least do at least the United States, if not California. Okay, that's good to know. So now, if everyone does it, don't get Stella Rosé because I think that's what the wife gets. So I will. Yeah. Uh, well, and let her know. A lot of people like that because it's a uber sweet wine, like super sweet, like diabetes in a bottle. Um, And that's what a lot of, um, I mean, this isn't sexist or anything. It's in the 
in in the science the stats, a lot yeah. <laughs> a lot of females like that and that's in my wife's industry as well it's primarily female based and they ask me oh what's a good one what's a good one? i'm like what do you like oh i like something sweet and i know exactly what it is they like a stella rosa but a lot of people think it's made because it's um done by san antonio winery and there's one in paso and there's one in uh la well they don't make it if you look at the bottom the back of the bottle it's product it's made of Italy. they're the sole importer of it and it's just taken off because they do fantastic um advertising for it you know why do you think wonderful uh pistachios or whatnot you got good good advertising behind it everyone's going to buy that or or yeah. at least oh hey i remember I that commercial no i had no take, idea and take it off the shelf yeah so a lot of people and i do trust me i've gotten in arguments with people oh no it's not no it's, i got it at this winery down here i'm like really i'm like so you know me and you are portuguese Okay, so I bought a you know a stick of linguiça at Costco. Do you think that's well? I mean, <laughs> most of the time, I mean, it's Silva, so it is made here, but it is I made mean, local, yeah. But I mean, something you know, a product but of no, Portugal. It's like yeah. really, but they're like, no, I bought it at the winery down in Paso. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't mean. Look at the back of it when you get home, and get a text message later. Hey, it does say product of Italy. Oh, boom, there you go. And so. that's and that's the thing. Like, hey, I'm not gonna tell you. Right, I'll tell you right now. Um, we uh, have a birthday party we're going to, and it's Carhartt themed. And guess where Carhartt shirts are made? Probably Indonesia or China or something. Guatemala. Oh. So I was shocked by that. So everything, any, anything you can think of, well, can't be, you know. I mean, your Ford parts, they're made in Mexico, assembled in, what is it, the United plant States. in Kentucky or yes. United States? Yep. So yep. they're not. Made you gotta, there. You gotta look at the fine print. That's the there's, big one. Yep, uh, assembled there. So, and that's with that's with anything. Like I said, I just use Stella Rosa as an example because I know I know a lot of people like it's it. Stella Rosa. It's I thought it was Stella Rosé. Stella Rosa. No, they have they have a rosé, but they always play on words with their um with their branding. But it's Stella Rosa is the is the brand name. Then they play with it. Like I said, Stella Rosé. Man, that this Stephen uh, Spear, man, he's giving us, you know, a lot to uh, to talk about, man. That's crazy. Now I gotta tell, I gotta tell the wife, you're you're putting Tim out of business. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there's there's enough to go around, but they're making a, a killing on it. But anyways, fun fact. Yeah, yeah it's a good fact to know. Um, next, so next, uh, who's I didn't see this? Lou Ottens. Dude, if you ever played a cassette, you could thank this guy. He was the oh, inventor that's who was. Yes, yes, of the yes. tape cassette. So he li- and that's lived. That's crazy a- that he was in his nineties. He was ninety-four. So this week was a lot of older. You know, obviously 94. Walter Gretzky was had Parkinson's. He was eighty-two. Steven Spurrier yep. seventy-nine, who probably consumed quite a bit of wine. Um, right. And Lou Ottens was ninety-four. And I didn't see. Um, <laughs> well, like I said. Uh, a Gretzky guide because it seemed like complications from a surgery. Um, Spurrier, I, I can't remember what he passed away from or if he had any underlinings. Uh, and to be honest, the Lou one I saw as I was leaving work and I just threw that in here. So um, I couldn't really didn't look at that. But from what at least the articles that I saw of them mentioned in it, it didn't say anything as far as, you know, COVID related. I think it was just um, you know, probably more so, uh, natural causes or, 
you know, something that. I mean, when you start reaching a certain age, things become more and more. Uh, oh yeah. It you know, especially like the, um, the so my wife works. She knows healthcare basically, and um, the big thing I have noticed with healthcare is that she like she said when you hit a certain age, everything just starts going. To, you start medication for everything. It's kind of so, more day to day instead of year to year. Exactly. So yeah. when you reach ninety four, I know a lot of people. Um, I've seen people at her like you know that she knows that they're basically like, please just kill me now. You know, I want right. to die because they're just over. And I'm like, no, you know, it's it's life's great, and you know, for a lot of them, it's not, and that's what you know. Exactly. Or they're just walking around in a sedated state because that's the only way that they could. You know, yeah, and that's sad. mentally be there, but yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Well, RIP to to him, and thank you for all the memories of listening to uh, "Achy Breaky Heart" on <laughs> a cassette tape because that's what that was my jam when I had a uh, right. I had the Sony Walkman. I was rocking out in the Azor Islands to "Achy Breaky Heart." Oh my gosh. Were you, and that's when you had, because I think you had the, the mullet as well and dancing in your cowboy boots there. I did not. I had the cowboy boots. I wasn't rocking no mullet. <laughs> trust oh, me. Trust me. I will never forget because um, my birthday, there's a picture of me. I think I was like three or four wearing underwear, gun holsters, cowboy boots, and a cowboy hat. And that's that's all I had on. And I was I was rocking it. If I can right. find that photo, I'll post it on our Instagram because it was it was pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. Right. You know, people well, are I always li- like, "Oh, you know, I can't. You know, I don't want to be vulnerable about you know certain things." No, I, I was a I was a dancing fool. I was I thought I was the next big thing in country, and I didn't even know how to play an instrument. So, <laughs> right. Well, I'm glad you're still um, rocking the same outfit as we're recording here with the underwear and. Oh yeah, because everyone can see that. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. That's that's good. Well, I'm just letting him know because it's audio, or I could see you. So um, yeah, Tim wants to torture that. everybody else as well. <laughs> <laughs> so now into the good news. So one good news is is today was Chuck Norris's birthday, and he turned 81 years old. Um, dude does not look, you know, a day over, you know, 65. Right. I know I've seen some. I think his uh, his daughter or his granddaughter has a TikTok and he's been on that and that hasn't been very nice to see because he looks he looks a lot older in the TikToks and it makes me sad. Um so I, I don't like that. But um uh he, man, it's just so it's so crazy that he's you know what I mean? Like that's that he's right. He, it's hard to explain like when you think of of Chuck Norris I remember growing up walking, watching Walker, Texas Ranger. Like that was my show. I loved it. And then his partner, I can't remember his name. I might have to look him up because I remember getting super excited because after the fact, finding out that the guy that was his partner in it was actually like a legit martial artist. And like, like he was like someone you wouldn't mess with. Like that's how good he was. And I was like, uh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, Clarence Gilliard. Yeah, he was le- he was a legit martial artist and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And, you know, 
it's it's been it's it's been one heck of a ride and i'm glad that he's still around kicking it and having some fun and who knows what's next for him because we haven't seen him i think what wasn't he in one of the um incredibles uh i don't know about the incredibles i know he's incredible a couple expendables expendables there we go <laughs> yeah same thing. and i mean not only that but oh when the heck was it were we in high school junior high when all the chuck norris jokes were coming out so oh yeah i that mean was, if, that if, was the that was the if you want to insult someone you do a chuck norris joke about them right yeah nugs exactly so the dude the one that i love is um what is it chuck norris doesn't do push-ups he pushes the world down yes it's awesome there's so many of them that are just i i don't know man like I wonder if he like sits around thinking of what the best one was. Like, could you ask Chuck Norris what's your favorite? Chuck what's your Norris favorite Chuck joke? Norris one? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he he has it. I mean, about... he has to because I mean he's right. been around so long. And you know, I think what what movie was he in? He was in a son. I can't remember what movie he was in. He was in a movie where he like they made jokes about him being Chuck Norris and everything. And I was just kind of like, man. Just imagine being that big of a star that you can legit just just sit there and make fun of yourself. I mean, right? He, he, you never hear about him doing anything bad, even though I know his. I'm pretty sure his his last wife that he had is pretty young because I think he's got fairly young kids. So it's one of those things you're just kind of like, oh, you know, uh, Chuck Norris is just doing his thing. You never hear about him being some sort of creeper or nothing like that. So uh, I'm happy for Chuck Norris, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he was in Dodgeball. I forgot that. Expendables That's right. He was a judge in Dodgeball. That's the one I was thinking of. Yep. He was a judge in Dodgeball. And um, yes. Yeah. I can't. Maybe, I mean, Expendables 2, he was, they were kind of making fun of him. Yeah, but that was something different. That wasn't yeah. like. That wasn't like making fun of them the way that we think of. That was them legitimately just being like, oh, it's Chuck Norris, you know, right, throwing yeah. little jabs here and there. Like, oh, we hear this about you. We hear that about you. And that's all that really was on that one. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I know, I know, I know what you're talking about because that was like the thing was, oh, he's, he's you, so old or whatever, you know. Yeah. You were expecting, expecting it because I think they were even like, what was it? They were all saying Chuck Norris jokes, and then he pops in. He's like, "Oh no, the best one is is this." And then like they ask him, "Well, are those true?" And he's like, "You know, I can't remember if he does like a smirk, and then all of a sudden he just disappears." <laughs> but, that's, that's that's Chuck Norris for you, right? I mean, that's that's what you expect from Chuck Norris. So, <laughs> um, let us know. You know, if you guys have anyone who passes that you want us to talk about, you have anyone that. You know, in the news that we haven't talked about for whatever reason, we miss something sometimes and we want to make sure we cover everything you want to cover because that's what we're here for. We're here to keep you in the know. And, you know, if we're not in the know, then, you know, you got to let us know what, you know, what you want to see. Um, like I said, go to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming, and you can find out everything about us and all the places to contact us. So we literally have one thing next. That's it. And the rest is all Disney. So we're going to get this over with. 
So there's been a lot of stuff going on with Xbox. So there's been complaints on the PlayStation side as well for um, basically availability of the gaming systems. Um, people saying that, you know, it's been unfair that that people shouldn't be able to get it faster than others or, you know, there's just all this stuff. So for PlayStation and Xbox. Um, now, Bethesda just uh, was officially bought by Xbox. And what they're saying, which I found out was kind of funny, was the whole time that they were going through this whole transaction, they're like, you know what? We're not going to talk about game stuff. We're not going to talk about exclusivity. And what's the first thing you find out? Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make a, a some of the stuff exclusive to to Xbox, and I'm like, well, that's that's a, that's a no brainer. You got to do that. But I just yeah. thought it was funny they waited until the completion of the sale to tell people that because I think people were hopeful. Oh man, you know, I'm a PlayStation guy. Maybe I'm gonna get some game stuff from you know from Xbox, and then that's just not the case. So. And we had our nightly interruption of my son coming in to say goodnight and say hello to Tim. So um, that was fun. But back to the Bethesda acquisition. Um, I, I am hopeful as a person who has an Xbox now. And I do have a PS4, which is basically a brick now because I can't play anything really. Um, but I'm excited for what this, what's to come. And hopefully, you know, uh, Xbox does their thing and then brings the other elements into it. So... We'll see what happens. Right. I mean, and like you said, it makes sense that they're going to do exclusivity to it. But it's funny how you said that they waited for the acquisition to go through. Then they're like, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, here's what's going to happen. Yeah, that was uh, I wouldn't say it was a shady tactic. I just think that they knew what they were doing, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not. I mean, we you know, our my company or my company company I work for did an acquisition and there was some stuff that you know you could say but then couldn't say and then once it was all complete and you know all the press releases went out then it's like okay yeah now you can say whatever yeah and that and that makes sense because i mean how many times do you know that you know because i'm sure these deals happen all the time and we have no idea oh yeah we always talk about the al michaels thing about how he was basically sold um as a part of getting um as Oswald the Rabbit back to Disney, and that's the thing people don't realize. Uh, I've heard rumors that like comic book characters will be like like seven companies removed from who actually created them because somebody bought them and then it just it just rolled downhill that way. Yeah. So it, you know it makes sense. I I think that you know in, in the end we're gonna see you know the the best games we can get is gonna come out of this. And I am hopeful that, you know, they don't try and do that thing that some companies do where they're like, oh, you know, what? we're going to make things bigger and better and badder. And you're like, no, just just let them do their thing, which is uh, personally, I think that's EA's problem because they are constantly trying to, you know, fix things that aren't broken. And so you end up with games that don't work and studios that don't work and it just it ends up just being a horrible mess and you know the rumor is is that they're gonna let xbox do their thing and they're gonna have basically you know they're gonna have bethesda do their thing but i'm sure their leadership and their guidance is gonna help a lot i just i just hope it i hope it turns out the way that i think it should turn out 
but we're going to find out sooner than later because you know the way the the way that this 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 stuff works things play out a lot faster than you can imagine and then when things don't go appropriately magically people disappear not in the bad way like they actually like they're gone from a company and all of a sudden you're like hey where's that guy that dude that made those great games i liked oh he works for some indie company because his contract got bought out by somebody and now he doesn't do games anymore or you know there's always that risk and you know i i appreciate a lot of these guys especially like the guys who did um ghost of tsushima for um playstation you know that was an independent group mind you they had money from bigger companies backing them it still was an independent game so you know you can see what guys can do and i think that's also a problem too is is a lot of these people who work for bethesda they could just say hey i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna I'm going to switch over to this company so I can make something that I truly wanted to do. They probably made a lot of money off of, you know, gaming and all the other stuff they've done. So it's, you know, I I'm hopeful because I said, like I said, I'm a Xbox person now, but uh, we're going to find out probably within the next year, you know, what the, what the true effects of all this is going to be. So um, let us know, like at, at Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast Gaming, and just tell us, you know, hey, you know, I'm excited for the change. I'm not looking forward to it. You know, all 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 opinions are valued because we know that, you know, me personally, I've grown up playing every single system because I wanted to play every single system. I didn't play every single system just to, you know, because I was trying to play the best one. No, I I knew look i want to play the best games that's what i want to do and now that this kind of world has changed to where everyone wants to work together me and tim can um play games together over you know cross platform which i think is phenomenal i just i just know that you know hopefully this acquisition and everything in general is going to is going to work out in the end but like i said only time will tell and when we do finally get the results, I hope that everyone's like, man, this was the coolest, best decision that anyone ever made. I'm so happy they did the merger. You know, that's what you're hoping for. But, you know, it, it I'll, I'll believe it when I see it because the track record of a lot of these people is not the greatest. You know, a lot of these companies take the soul out of these companies that were making such great games and, you know, I don't I don't want it to be that I want it to be that happy. Oh, you know, we made this great this great company got even greater and we're just looking for the future. So we will see. Right. No, exactly. I just hope they don't come out like the first game is awesome. And then just to get everyone. Hey, look, see, we did what we said we were going to or, you know, the game comes out great. And then it goes to, you know, starts going downhill after that or they start trying that, that trying is, to do too much. That is the worry. It is because when you see these games and they're the greatest, they're like the really good games. You're yeah. like, oh, you know, uh, I could totally, I'm gonna buy the next game. And then you have yourselves, no offense, a Call of Duty situation where you're buying every single Call of Duty. You know, right. this first one, Cold War, I think was the first one that I ever saw that people were like, yo, I'm, I'm not, I'm not about this. This is not what I right. thought it was gonna be. And yep. then. You know, you end up like, oh, no. And then they're panicking because they're like, 
I mean, this game's not going to work out. And right. mind you, I've, I've heard it's gotten better. I, I'm not saying anything about it, but you know, it just, that game was not for me. And, played- and, and it could be one of those kick in the pants things that they need where, Hey, they've had hit after hit after hit. Now this one, I, you know, maybe they thought they had it, but it wasn't. And I mean, I heard it even from playing like the alpha and beta versions of it, that it really didn't get that much better. And then when it dropped, it's like, oh, yeah, nope, it didn't. Some aspects got better, but overall, yeah, not that great. And that does suck because you're sitting here like, you know what? I hope that, you know, like we said, we hope the games that come out are amazing. None of us are going to be like, oh, uh, you know, I hate I hate this company. Or I hate this gaming company, so I don't want them to succeed. If the the better the game, the better the opportunity is for me to play it. I, I like it's, all games so. exactly, and it's like a, a you know a Disney Universal type situation. You want at least two companies battling it out, then they'll want to um, up one each other. They won't want to outdo each other. So the more competition that's out there, the more it benefits. Um, us, the end user, the consumer in it, because oh hey, look, this one now has X in it. Oh well, the next one's gotta have you know the next company that puts it out is gonna have this, which is even better, and you know you get that snowball effect, but in a in a good way. Yeah, exactly. So fingers crossed, Bethesda comes out and um, you know kills it, and then basically from there they start working with other places, and you know. Uh, hopefully we get a situation where, you know, for a while there, everyone was talking about what engine of the, is the game running? Is it unreal or whatever? And, you know, I hope we get back to that someday. So um, next, we're just going to go into the massive, massive, I mean, totally Disney. It's just, it's crazy. So the, the <laughs> hopefully first it shouldn't two, take that long, though. No, it won't be that. It won't be that long. So the first two are Disney Plus. Uh, the first being that the price increase takes effect. Takes effect March 26th, and then they have surpassed 100 million subscribers globally. Um, the price increase is not a shock to me because... Well, it was announced in December. Well, not just that, but I think their initial price increase wasn't supposed to happen until next year, I think. And I think with with COVID, like, so people got to know, when you're rich and you're on these boards and you, you know people, you know what the governor is going to do for the most part. Um, so they probably knew, look, it, ironic, March 26th, it, it goes up. And then the end of April, the parks are opening. That's weird. That's really weird. And you knew this in December. So what I'm thinking is they're like, we know people are going to buy it like crazy before everything reopens. So we're going to give them an opportunity, give them three months to buy it up like crazy, which is why they passed a hundred million worldwide. Um, there's another reason why I think they're, it's passing that too, as well. There's a, there's a little different thing. Um, so, but Disney, the price is going to go up. I think it's going up a dollar, isn't it? Or $2. I, I think it, yeah, it's either a dollar. I can't remember exactly what it was. It, it's not significant, but it's more no. than usually what because because Netflix usually does like fifty cent raise or like a ninety nine cent raise every well, year and, or something like that. Yeah, and with Netflix, it all depends on what one you're subscribed to as well because they have like the four K or the basic one, or there's something right. that had like a, a basic, your normal one, and then a higher end one 
Um, and depending on which tier you got, you know, maybe the two lower end ones went up by a dollar and the high tier went up by two dollars or vice versa. Yeah. So, um, wait, what? But oh, if I remember, so it's going up one dollar seven ninety nine. I say if I remember and, right, it's a dollar. Yeah. $10 to the yearly, which is $79.99, which works out to, which me personally, because I have it through next November, I think. No, 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 no. So it's been a year. This yeah, November will be more. two years. So I have it till 2023. November. No, is it 2023? Yes. Well, 2021 yes. will be a year. Correct. 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 No, 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 no. Last no, November I'm sorry. was a year. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Last November was a year. So and then this November will be two years, and then this coming up November. So 2022 would be yeah. three years. I'm going to pay for the year, $80, or even it goes yeah. to 90 That's worth $100 a year alone. We watch it nonstop with my kid. He loves every single stuff on there. But what I'm mad about them out. So do you know why they have so many worldwide subscribers? Do you know why? Uh, so, I don't because it's cheaper elsewhere. Other countries, they get more for signing up for Disney Plus because it has a different. It's Disney Plus with Star, and Star, they're getting all these crazy shows that like. Um, I follow the Disney Plus UK. I had no idea why. I was like, "Why is this show coming to Disney Plus?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's the Disney Plus UK was sharing it." Because um, where was the one? I need to find. There was like a show that's coming, and I'm like, "What the heck is this?" And I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's with Star. And I have, I guess Star is like a program that they had out there before that was um, like, it was like a network. And they got rid of it when they started Disney Plus. And uh, that's what basically. And so, and, and the programming come to it is it's not American programming. It would be UK or whatever country. No, no, they have UK um, programming that's going to it. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, but I mean, all, over there, it's not uh, American programming going to it, like how they have the office. and. No, it um, is. That's what I'm telling you. It is. Star is a streaming outlet available on Disney Plus that includes more adult content. Oh, so Stars is just so it's a Disney media and entertainment distributor. So they own, they're owned by Disney, and they literally have ABC, Hulu, FX, Freeform, Twentieth Century, and so let me see it's the original programming. Let me see if there's anything comedy, High Fidelity, Dollface. Like, this is all stuff, like, because that's what's crazy is, like, Solar Opposites is a, is a Hulu show, so they get it on there from Hulu. They don't have Hulu. Huh. So, like, Nomadland is a Hulu one. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones. Like, they do have stuff that's made there. So, like, uh, Grownish, um, an untitled Gar- Kardashians project, American Horror Stories. Uh, let's see. Why the Last Man? Those are all FX shows, so they have a lot of stuff, and they also they have a lot of stuff on there that's not like, um, it's weird. Like they they have all other shows. Um, see, I see. Like Stars Launch means a lot of content for other places, just not the U.S. And it launched. It launched February twenty third. 
So basically, it's uh, it's the fact it's the it's the, it's the solution to the fact that Hulu doesn't exist in other countries. Yeah, because so, it's it's weird. I remember seeing something that when oh yeah, it's it's kind of like Disney Plus, and you get the the Hulu add on or Hulu, and you get the Disney Plus add on. Well, that's in the United States, but elsewhere, it's um, since they don't have Hulu, this is like their Hulu over there, and Disney Plus gets added on to that. Right, exactly. But I guess the Star brand is like actually inside. Um, but it's a Disney company. Yes. No, it's like inside of the Disney Plus. Oh, it's okay. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I meant to bring it up last time because it was like, I was like, wait, what what show is this? So, like, yeah, so they got According to Jim, Alias, American American Dad, Atlanta. I mean, they've got, like, a lot of shows that are, like, popular shows. Huh. So, I might have to sneak it. So, monthly pricing. So, Australia is eight ninety nine. From eight oh so from eight ninety nine to eleven ninety nine with annual payments going from eighty nine to one nineteen, so it probably depends on what you get. Okay, so that's why I think the number is so high million, million subscribers because they don't have Hulu has everything you can get here. So um, the next thing, so Disney executive chairman Bob Iger confirms he will leave the Walt Disney Company on December thirty first of this year. And the the weird thing with this is because he was, you know, going to step, well, he did step down before, then uh, the pandemic happened, and Bob Chapek was, you know, Iger wasn't like, okay, well, see you later, good luck with this, you know, global pandemic. So he came back and led the company through it, but from what, because <laughs> he was going to step down and then be like chairman of the board or whatnot, right. but on this one, I couldn't find in the article, I think he's like, completely see a later Walt Disney company, like not going to be chairman of the board or anything like that. It didn't specifically say that, but at the end it says where you could explore options um, elsewhere. So, and inferred like completely done with Disney. Um, And, you know, and like I said, in saying that it didn't say, Oh, and he's going to go, you know, be chairman of the board until X day. So, I just thought that was he. He more than likely, I wouldn't doubt it. He probably got some sort of sweetheart deal, or he got a, a golden parachute. So they're gonna be like, "Look, we know you want to retire, so just take this, you know, twenty million, whatever." It's probably more than that. It's probably something ridiculous. Oh and yeah, just go well, and just do your thing. And with it, he could probably already have like two or three jobs already, like you know, consulting jobs or whatnot lined up afterwards, and just saying, "Hey, I can't do anything, or I can't really talk to you about it, but come talk to me on January one of twenty twenty two." Well, uh, if, if you really want me, I, 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 um, I assume, I honestly assume that he, because I know he wants to get political. Because, you know, yeah, that's, and that's why it, he stepped down from a lot of stuff. So he needs to hop on the politics bandwagon sooner than later because he is up there in age. Yeah, that's true. And that is what it did say about um, holding some type of office um, right. in the in the Biden uh, White House. So yeah. it, it mentioned it didn't say that's what he's going to. But he's, 
he's good with economics. I mean, look at him. Look what he's done. And he's he's right. kept he's kept Disney afloat. Help. Obviously, it's not just him. He has the help of people who work within Disney's company. But he's the person that's saying yes, no, yes, no. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, he's the one that is guided everyone saying we need to transition to a online focused type of programming. So, yeah, Digital he knows platform. what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and so. I mean, look at, at look at what he done. He bought Lucasfilm. I mean, granted, he like I said there's a lot of people, but at the end of the day, he's the one that basically gave the thumbs up. Lucasfilm, Marvel, 20th Century Fox. And, you and know, what's crazy? All, all of is, those happen under what, his. What's uh, crazy tutelage. is for anyone who has works at a company. So let's take Tim's industry. Tim works in the wine industry, and if Tim's industry is like, look. You know, his company's like, we have, you know, a lot of property. We need to get more. We need to get more property. We need to get this. We need to get that. But they know, look, this company right here, they have some of the best winemakers in the valley. The one over here, they've got great grapes, but we'd have to bring people in, do all that kind of stuff. What are they going to do? They're going to buy the company who has the great winemakers in it because that's half the battle. And what if people don't notice is... I used to get bored when these mergers would happen and I would start looking when the deal right when it closed, I would go look at the job boards on the companies um, that were uh, bought. And what you would see is, is they'd have all these jobs posted, like hundreds of jobs. What you don't know is, is basically it's the company buying. So Disney bought Marvel. They're like, okay, look, you guys need to finish this project. But we want you guys to turn focus after that to this type type of stuff. They would change the titles. Obviously, sounds bad, but it is a little bit about money. You get paid more money for different titles, so they change the titles. They change things a little bit, thing here and there. And like with 20th Century Fox, they said, "Oh, you know what? They're laying off a bunch of people." Yeah, but the ones that are on current projects, most of them kept their jobs. And then the ones who were maybe like a graphic designer or an artist, you know, because I know. There are certain certain companies within Fox that maybe they did um, gaming or something. Well, then, bam, they would have the opportunity to go work for Disney in another one faction or another. So, you know, everyone wants to call them the big bad Disney, but they do a lot of stuff that people don't know about behind the scenes. And Bob Iger, this was crazy is. Who can you remember besides uh, Michael Eisner, who they blame for ruining Disney? Who can you remember as a as the CEO of of the of uh, Disney? Uh, Ron Miller. Well, I mean, but for the average person. Oh, you know, yeah, Mike, yeah. Average yeah, person, yeah. you know, Michael Eisner. You yep. know Bob Iger. Yeah, Michael Eisner is not for good reasons, except for he used to show up on the Saturday. It was the Sunday night family things. He would sit down at the desk the way that Walt would. Yeah. He would yeah, do no. that whole intro well, and, and he came from a television movie background. So he was right. all about that. Right. Um, which is why the parks was lacking in the parks and the movie and television department took Ooh. off because yep. there, there you go. That's his background. And I mean, I'm okay with that because obviously the, the Bob Iger has made it to where everything succeeds. Yeah. I mean, people don't know. Pixar was owned at one point by Apple. Mm-hmm. Pixar was owned it was by, created by them. It, right. And Disney saw that and they bought it. And there you go. Now they have it. 
and look what they've done with it. It's just it, it's same thing with Lucas Films, Lucas Arts, man. They made my favorite games, Lucas Arts. I wish I still had the games to play because I know my computer can play it now. You know, it had Rebel Alliance. It had all these different fun X-Wings. You know, it was fun games, and it was all done by LucasArts. And, you know, they took it and took it to the next level. So, you know, people fit, people forget sometimes when you're watching a movie, like this is a Disney property, but it's still in the hands being molded by the creative people behind everything. That's why I think some people are freaking out right now, like with all the retirings of Imagineers. They're like, where's the next group of creative people going to come from? Because, you know, after uh, Avengers Campus opens up, what's the next thing they're going to do? They're going to move out into a parking lot somewhere. They're going to take something over because they need more. They need more room. And who's going to be that person that creates the next big thing? Because all those people retired. They're not there anymore. And Bob Iger yeah. is the one. He leads into this year. I can only I, I, if I were if I were you, if any, anyone has the ability to buy Disney stock. January 1st, 2022 is probably going to be the day to buy it because it's probably going yeah. to drop. It's going to drop once he's out. Well, I, yeah, it may drop or it may either, depending on, well, I guess it's already going to be Bob Chapek or not. But it's funny that you bring that up because right now uh, Disney stock is at an all-time high. So, yeah, which and is that's nice. all because of Bob Iger, 100%. I saw that. Um, and it and it spiked recently with them saying that Disneyland is you know hopefully going to open in in late April. So, but yeah, no, it, it was it's up to over two hundred bucks. And I remember, what was it? Was it down to like forty bucks at one point? Maybe a hundred and forty. I can't remember what is, but it was. There was a moment there that I was kind of following it just to see how everything it was going, and it was it was low. Yeah, and that was the time to get it. Um, right. I've made the mistake. I I buy out. Um, uh, I had a I had a stock that was like a steel company, and I bought it at like forty cents a share, nice. and I sold it at like I think I sold it like at two dollars, and now it's worth forty. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I made boo boo. I made boo boo. Yeah. I mean, you you made money on it. You just yeah, that's true. As, you just didn't make as much money on it. Exactly. So, um, but the next thing we have. Um, well, be, before that, I added one little thing because I know it's it's close and dear to your heart. They did mention on um, I can't remember if it was an investor call or whatnot when the uh, when all of this came out, Disney Plus were passing a hundred and the price increased. The actual mm-hmm. date it'll take and Bob Iger stepping down is somebody mentioned about Kathleen Kennedy because this is a contract year for her. And oh Bob, yeah, I saw Bob, this article. Yeah, Bob Chapek was the one that was doing the the meeting, and he said, "Well, you know, as far as he's concerned, is that she's not going anywhere and has many more years uh, to come." So, which you know, it's it's a it's a you have to say that you can't say, "Oh yeah, nope, she's gone." You know, you gotta you gotta do the the PR thing into it, but I know that's that's near and dear. I mean, as long as she's not fighting with Dave Filoni, because like if you want to see an amazing YouTube video, search Freddie Prince Jr. Freak Out, because he plays uh, Kanan Jarrus in the Rebels series, and he voiced the character, and he became close with Dave Filoni, and he's like, he goes, I know a lot about Star Wars because. I learned it all from Dave Filoni and Dave Filoni learned it all from George Lucas. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, as long as you, you need to look up the rant, it's amazing because people he breaks down the whole theory about because everyone's like, oh, you know, Luke, he goes, he goes, he goes, Luke, he goes, the Star Wars story is Cinderella. He goes, it's Cinderella. He goes, Luke is Cinderella and Obi-Wan Kenobi is his fairy godmother and transform. And like he explains it very well. And he's like, it's a story. A story is a story. And he was just talking about people that were being negative and being hateful about stuff. But Kathleen Kennedy has been successful. You got to remember, she is not behind everything. Um, I would have liked to see a, seen a, a Lord and Miller um, uh, Han Solo movie, solo movie. Instead of um, uh, Howard, Ron Howard, but um, you know she made the executive decision, and you know never know. I liked, I like Solo. I like the movie Solo. I actually enjoy it. So you know maybe she made the right decision. We don't see the other movie. It's not like we can always have a Snyder cut for everything. We're gonna find out sooner or later whether Snyder was right or he was just delusional. Mind you, he left for a very horrible reason making that movie. So, you know, it's not like Kathleen Kennedy is out here booting directors. You know, you just they didn't agree on the solo movie. They had shot some stuff. You know, we don't see very many um, Back to the Future where Eric Stoltz plays Marty McFly for the entire movie, basically. And then they recast and redo it. You know, we're not seeing that. So until she does something that's god awful, I mean, I'm I'm OK with her being there. I just know that. Dave Filoni, if he has creative control, it's going to be more him doing stuff than it is her telling him kind of thing. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's what it was because I think the comic got brought up is, you know, is Dave Filoni going to be, now it's her contract year, is he going to be next in line? And like I said, he gave that PR comment, which is, I mean, you're going to say that whether or not, even if they are in talks or they're getting him groomed you're not going to say anything <laughs> with the person who's still under contract exactly so nextly uh disney store closures they're going to start march 23rd they did release a list and shocking to both um me and tim is is california barely lost barely lost any any of them nine stores and um they and, seemed and like florida loses two yeah um, and, and it's, I'm, cra- I'm, it's, it's crazy because like Roseville Galleria, that place is going downhill. So I understand why they lost theirs because there's nothing yep. there. Yeah, yeah, it's in California's Arcadia, Montclair, Roseville, San Diego, Mission Viejo, Montebello, uh, Salinas, San Jose, and Santa Monica. Yeah. So, so and then Florida, it's uh, Aventura and Tampa. Yeah. So it's not it's it's, it's kind of crazy. And like I told Tim, I bet you there's a lot of places that um they have the target one and they probably realize look we can just have them run it. It's, it's no big deal. There's not that many exclusives. There's not that much, you know, anything. So Yeah. And less overhead. Exactly. So we're going to see. Now, into the deep dive of the Disney pile. We're going to do rapid fire. So we're not going too long, but Tim, take it off with the first one. Cause I can't print a Kawa Kawa. Oh, really? You think, you think that my wife's the one that's Hawaiian, not me. Kawa. It's the Luau place at Alani. 
and they're going to resume the luau starting March uh, 27th. And awesome. reservations are now available if anybody's heading over there. So I know I, I had that... a friend. I had a friend at the Olani uh, last week, and it looked Lucky. beautiful. It looked fun, and the characters were out walking around. So I thought that was pretty cool. Right. Nice. Now, do do you know? Are they still on a fourteen day quarantine? Or um, I, I don't know. I know they were, uh, as far as not Alani, but Hawaii in general. I don't know. I think they lifted that kind of. I, I think, think so too. I think some of them, if you get a test before you come. I think it has uh, to take in within 48 hours or something like that before you come. Yeah, that, that makes you sense. Can, you can I, do it. Yeah, so. I think that's I think that's what it is. Where if you don't, you got to get a 14 day or, uh, right. and if you do, then then it's exactly all go. Yeah, so that's kind of exciting. Um, I didn't know about this. I didn't know they were changing them, but uh, at the Polynesian, they're they're changing some of the rooms to be Moana themed. Um, I did hear the rumor. I haven't seen anything about it, but what do they look pretty awesome? Dude, it looks it looks awesome. I mean, just Google it and there's multiple articles that have it and it looks great. <laughs> it looks it looks awesome, especially if you really like the movie. And I mean, it's not just, oh, hey, they put some wallpaper up. I mean, it's everything down to, you know, the furniture and the light stands. It's it's all out. So basically yeah. what that tells me is. Um, the Polynesians' prices, I mean, they're ex- expensive already, is probably going to yeah, go up even more. Exactly. Um, the next one, what's Brightline? Brightline, that's the train that was going to connect Disney Springs to Miami or Orlando to Miami. The uh, kind of like a semi bullet train type deal. Uh-huh. Um, Brightline was the one that was going to have a stop, like I said, in Disney Springs um, and then go down to, to Tampa. So I guess what they're ha- they're having a problem or negotiating because they are um, let's see from Sunrail Commuter System and the Central Florida Expressway Authority for using space along its toll road system. So yeah, they got it, but now it's just negotiating uh, to see basically get everything the green light for it to 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 do it on that. So, but it's the, uh, Oh, how come I just saw it? Uh, yeah. High speed rail network between Orlando and Tampa. Yeah. Well, that's, so, um, so the Florida authorities give them a deadline midsummer negotiate agreement with local and state agencies. So more than likely what people don't know, it does take a minute to, um, yeah, basically get everything approved. Cause you're crossing through multiple counties. You got to figure out where you're going to cross over, where you're going to put, you know, stuff. Tim knows as well because Fresno is littered with this, with the high-speed rail that oh, had to get redone. And, and the company I work for, and I've kind of had to deal with oh, them as, as yes, well. Yes, that's right. Tim has had to deal with them too. So Yeah. It's, and my, not, it's, not and the, I, it's not the easiest <laughs> process. That's, that's exactly. for sure. And I think the owner of the company has been dealing with it for, I think it's getting close to 10 years. Yep. So de- dealing with it. And it's still not over. They just barely started moving dirt. Um, and like they might by, not even, it might not even, they might not even do anything with it. The literally there's so many of them that just end up not doing anything. So, yep. um, so this one I'm excited for. So the final pieces of frame for Tron light cycle run illuminated canopy being installed, but structure still many months away from completion. Um, I've seen this one. Don't they have it? Is it in Tokyo? 
I think yes. Tokyo, Disney. Tokyo or Shanghai. I can't Shanghai remember. or Tokyo, they have the, the light cycles and they're awesome. They're supposed to be like the um, the uh, flight of the Na- Navi. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be very similar to that one um, as in the way that it, it plays out and how you ride on it. So yeah. um, no, I'm it excited looks, for that one because that one, it that looks, one looks awesome. And it looks, looks super huge. Awesome. It's huge. Yeah. No, it, it, lo- it looks huge. And there's an osprey that's starting to build a nest on it as well. I saw pictures of that. So really? Pretty... Those birds are everywhere, <laughs> yeah. man. Right. That makes sense. Um, so we got that. And then Seven Dwarves Mine Train and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad have now started loading every single row at Magic Kingdom, which just shows you that um, while Disney is getting more strict, um, uh, they are l- being a little bit more lax, I would say. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's one of those things where in the beginning, yeah, they're going to put it all up because just for them to open and maintain everything. And we've learned a lot more um, going through this pandemic and how, um, you know, this whole virus situation works out. So now with them, because what was it a couple of weeks ago? It was test track was loading every row. So, yeah. Now they'll eventually start. They'll start going to it. So it's yeah. gonna it's gonna start making its way. Um, I did see this one. So Remy's Ratatouille Adventure will open at Epcot October first, twenty twenty one. Now I think this is kind of weird because I'm like, man, you guys have been going full bore. When do they re? When do they reopen? Open probably. Oh, June, August July. of last year. Yeah, about then. So. I mean, you would think they would want to go a little bit longer before they opened up a new new ride because that's going to try. I don't I don't know what's new to the park. I mean, it's in Epcot, so it's not like it's you know a Magic Kingdom, but that's going to screw everything up. Yeah, and it coincides with their fiftieth uh, celebration, so that's probably another reason why opening it at at that time. I just saw the next one. I'm shocked by this one. They're starting to take reservations. Uh, Pre-order for Walt's Disneyland, a walk in the park with Disney. Oh, a guidebook. I was like, they're doing that already? What the heck? Okay, so Uh-oh. Walt Disney's a walk in the park with Walt Disney guidebook is now available for pre-order. Okay. That yeah. sounds like a legit thing. I, Dude, I like it, that. It looks, it looks awesome. And if I remember right, it wasn't that expensive. Um, 16 bucks, fifteen ninety nine. Pre-order on Amazon. I'm sure where all books are sold at. And yep. the release date is uh, October 12th of this year. And from <laughs> what it looks like is it's Walt, it's Walt taking you through, through the park. The park. So, Which he did. He did. I mean, fairly close to when he died. Um, but people saw him in the park. So oh, yeah. he walked that park constantly. So that'd be kind of cool to have like a little thing. I'm sure he has some sort of journal or notebook that he wrote down certain it, things yeah and i think it, and, and i don't know i didn't really uh open it up to lo- look at the the full article or when i'm sure it's going to be littered with a whole bunch of pictures of him um, probably as well or at least yeah. i'm hoping well fingers crossed right um so and then next we have a list of special offers released so through march um for disneyland resort legacy pass holder month so um, I know they did say the end of this month is the end of the deals for the legacy pass holders, which makes sense, which leads me to believe the reason why they're reopening at the end of next month is they're probably going to be developing some sort of new pass holder program for April because more than likely 
because it's only California people can go to the parks in Disneyland once it reopens. They're probably going to do some sort of Disneyland pass, um, a way to make money and also guarantee reservations kind of thing. That's what I'm thinking and I'm hoping is what it's going to be. Yeah, and the list, I mean, the list is extensive. The one that sticks out to me is that Black Taff Craft and Burgers. They have um, a classic orange creamsicle shake, which sounds delicious. It's an off-menu item, but you could only get it for your Legacy Pass holder. So if you don't have really? that, you go on there. Yep, that's what it says. It says it's only available for Legacy Pass holders, and it'll cost you 10 bucks plus tax. So that's the first one. Is your one wife I... a Legacy Pass holder, or she can't yes, she get rid of her? She is. Nope. She got well, it. She kept she kept it going or she well, <laughs> she let it expire and then came back uh, because friends of hers at school were going to go down a lot. We did a couple trips and then pandemic happened. She's like, oh, I'll just keep well, then it we going. We got to plan so, a trip together so we can get that creams to go and you can I can you can I can share it. We got well, we got to do, do it by the end of March. Got three weeks to do it. Oh, that's um, right. Oh, yep. Which I'm, I can't. I'm, Dang I'm, it. I'm, yep. I may be. Go- I'm trying to plan a trip down there because there's something else that i want to do that ends in april but i won't be able to go in that month just too much going on anyways yeah but there's there's a whole list of um wetzel pretzels uvas tortilla joe napolini's sephora um all, all have so basically it's all the ones where they're types. in downtown right there yeah yeah no it's, yeah it's all it's all downtown disney because which, which that the, that uh the taco place what's the taco place called tortilla joe's Tortilla Joe's and that Villa Napoli, is that what it's called, I think? Oh, yeah, Via or, Napoli. Yep. Via Napoli. Both those places are phenomenal. Bomb. Yep. No, they are. And both of them have an inside sit-down place and an outside kind of quick service place. So you could get the best of, of both worlds if you're you know, wanting to sit down for an hour, hour and a half, or if you just want to grab it and and jam and get out of which there. i mean you can sit, sit on the outside dining part of uh tortilla joe's too and we've been there yeah and the, the meat is so tender and delicious and that's it's where i good. fell in actually villain uh villa, villa napoli is where i fell in love with barbecue uh pizza oh, uh, barbecue chicken yep. pizza <laughs> barbecue chicken they, pizza. they have the best barbecue and what's funny is i this is kind of a funny story so we went as a big family before my sister had her third kid was like, you know what? We're going to do the last hurrah, all everybody together right now, which, you know, we're going to try and do it again. But, you know, it, now that we have a kid, she's got three. That's four kids. You know, it's, it's going to be a mayhem. So we did a last trip and we had dinner there as a family. And they're like, oh, you know, we'll share a barbecue, barbecue pizza. I'm like barbecue chicken pizza. I'm like, why would you want to get barbecue chicken on a pizza? I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't look at the menu. I got, I wanted raviolis. I love ravioli. So that comes in and my wife goes, you need to try a bite of this. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. There's no sauce on it. She goes, the barbecue sauce is the sauce. Mind blown. I was like, oh, my gosh. This is a game changer. So now whenever I would go to like mod pizza, that's what I get. I get the bar- barbecue sauce for the base and they get chicken on it. It's it's phenomenal. And they actually, for those of you who don't know, you go to a Walmart neighborhood market. They have California Pizza Kitchen, barbecue chicken pizza, and it's delicious. Right. I mean, it's just like doing a, uh, was it a uh, chicken Alfredo pizza where the Alfredo sauce is, is the base. Oh, I haven't had that. That sounds delicious, too. Oh yeah, no, it's it's bomb. Okay, now now I, I know can't remember. I can't weekend. remember. 
where I had it at, it could have been there. It could have been elsewhere. But I know the barbecue chicken pizza, I believe I had it there. And it was, it's very good. And it's not, like you said, it's the sauce is the base, but it's it, not it's, it's like not runny or anything. No, no, no. exactly. It's, See, it's perfect. You're going to smell Alfredo sauce and barbecue sauce in my breath when you pick me up on Sunday morning. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> just, just bring some extra for me. <laughs> um, the next one, this one's kind of sad. Um, yeah. And I knew it was going to happen. So police reports filed for incidents where guests abused cast members for attempting to enforce COVID-19 safety protocols. I'm not going to tell you what I believe in, what I don't believe in. But what I do believe in is that a company's right to to protect themselves and to protect their employees. And that's what the COVID-19 safety protocols are for Disney. So when these people do this and abuse the cast members, I feel bad because half these kids are 18 years old, 19 years old. Yep. It's their first job. They canceled the college program. So a lot of them probably are kids with college degrees. that are just trying to make money because they didn't get any experience and they want to get in with the company. Heard plenty yep. of stories of people who went from running rides to being an executive. You know, right. we just heard about that a couple podcasts ago, the guy who just passed away, who started out as a part-time janitor and then he got moved to rides and then he became the executive for the amusement park. The CEO or something like that, president. Yep. So exactly. You know. So these these are most of these are kids, and it's just it, it's so hard to see them, you know, beating up these people like this just because they're trying to do their job. Exactly. And the thing is, is like even if you go to any store or whatnot, you're on you're on private property because that's their property, so they could you know tell you what what they the store policies are or whatnot. Right. If you don't like them, then hey, don't go there. Shop online. Right. Shop at Amazon or whatnot. Exactly. But Dude, listening to some of these on what happened, obviously most of them were due to, um, you know, people being intoxicated, which I get it. Um, One of them, a cast member uh, got a a gun pulled on them or attempted a gun to get pulled on them. So it's crazy because what it says, filed, I guess, abuse cast members by spitting on them, shoving them, and even attempted to pull a gun on them. I'm like, really? That's how... How you got so mad that a you brought the gun to the park, which is illegal, and b you uh, you attempted to pull it on them because they probably told you to wear a mask or put your mask up over your nose, or right. you weren't following their rules, and their rules aren't that strict. It's normal, but they rules. are very they are very critical because I saw someone say that they legit took their mask down to take a picture, and someone ran over and goes, "You need to put your mask on right now." So they are paying attention. Oh and yeah. Either well, last time I went to downtown Disney, we were standing in line for the Disney store and the gal, the couple we went with, their daughter came with us. She pulled down her mask to take a sip of her Starbucks. Granted, we weren't walking in the line up. We were stationary on our spot and a cast member walked by and it was like, you know, make sure you put your mask on or put, pull your mask up when you're done drinking. It's like, yep. Really, and it's not like she was sitting there taking a drink for like two, three minutes. I mean, she pulled it down, took a drink, and was barely had the the straw out of her mouth, and boom, they they were on it like a hawk. And, which and that's I, them doing their job. Which I mean, you know, I get it, but it was like, you know, sometimes, and it depends on the cast member because we had a cast member down there too that was um, not so polite on something that we were trying to to do so but it anyways but on that one i mean i'm not gonna pull a gun or spit on them and that's the problem is people just don't yeah so exactly uh 
Let's, we 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 hope that it calms down a little bit, and we'll see what happens once Disney Disneyland starts opening back up. Um, right. We already touched based on the stocks going high because then you know, obviously you hopes on Disneyland reopening. Um, we touched a little bit on this, the touch of Disney. Um, didn't we talk about this last time? We talked about it last time, but tickets weren't on sale yet. No, but I thought we talked about it sold out. Or did no, that t- sell out this week? <clears throat> tickets weren't on sale last week. They they sold out oh, this week. That's right. So <laughs> and, then, and they and then sold they, out so and, fast yep, that they, they basically extended it. <laughs> they extended it two weeks, and I was listening to a podcast um, uh, this week, and they were saying that it was weird because you got in the queue uh-huh. and basically you got queued up and then all of a sudden it says, oh, okay, tickets are on sale. It's going to be, you know, X wait timer or, or whatever it was. So people are like, well, what the heck? It says, you know, 30 minutes, more than an hour. Well, then what people were doing was refreshing their browser. Well, as soon as you refresh it, you get out of that queue and yep. go right and go back into it. So maybe a 30 minute wait, you refresh it. And now it says more than an hour. It's like, well, yeah, because you just lost your spot. Yep. And what this and well, what they think Disney did is, oh, my gosh, we got a whole bunch of people in here. Shut it down, figure it out, add these two weeks, then reopen it back up. Nobody lost their spot in the queue because they basically just put a pause on it. And this is yep. all, you know. We don't know, and I don't know if Disney will ever say well, it. Well, I mean, but that's, I, that's saw some, kind of, I saw some people waited four and a half hours, five hours to get their tickets. Yep, exactly. And then, then they reopened it back up, and then the timer came on, and then boom, 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 you could get it. I know one one girl got like opening day or the day that it starts, and like I said, some people were on it for like less than an hour. Other people were on it for four to five hours, and it all depends on what you were doing. Um, you know, did you get out of the queue or if you just stay, you know, and a lot of people, Hey, I had it on my computer. I had it on my laptop. I had it on my cell phone and I had it on my tablet, you know, all ready to go. Yep. And once they got in, they just let it keep running. And then all of a sudden, Oh, boom, here we go. Yep. So, uh, which, which I mean, I got to commend Disney on that where they didn't just, Oh, sorry, sold out. See you later. And they said, it's going to be on a rolling basis as, you know, we keep getting um, interest in it. So when I looked yesterday, everything was sold out, which I figured it was. Um, but I was just like, eh, let me just take a look and see. So everything is, if you didn't get it, um, you know, stinks to be you. It but, does. But uh, I'm sure if it's sold out and it hasn't even been a week yet, I'm sure they're going to open it up again. I just hope they don't just all of a sudden, hey, surprise, it's open, and I just got lucky to be on there or checked it out this time, or I saw somebody tweet about it. Uh, hopefully they, hey, we're going to release another no, you know, I think, two I think weeks at, at this time because yeah, I think they'll do you'll get a date. lot of people mad they'll, about that if they just... They'll, they'll do another date set up where they'll be like, okay, yeah. it's this date to this date, so, you know. Um, yeah. So on top of that, so who knows what will happen because so Disneyland Universal and other theme parks can open April 1st, which it just changed while we were talking on this podcast. Any places in Los Angeles or Orange County, any theme parks, movie theaters can reopen this weekend. This weekend? Yes. (laughs) The governor announced it today. Uh. 
but they have to be in do they have to be in the tier for x amount los angeles and orange county are but they're so then it's not going to be in the uh what is it tier tier three because they just got into tier two today was their first day in tier two and i know before the april 1st was they had to be in tier three for all theme parks to open. Los Angeles and Orange Counties can reopen movie theaters, theme parks this weekend uh, per Newsom announcement. So he must have changed it. So he said the state on Friday will meet its threshold of administering 2 million COVID-19 doses in low-income, hard-hit communities, triggering a change in the state's blueprint for safer economy, which will advance Los Angeles, oh. Orange, and San Bernardino counties into the red tier of that matrix and a clear path for more businesses to reopen. Yeah, because today was their first day in the red tier. They got their uh, uh, less than seven or less uh, case daily new cases per 100,000. Because the other two, their positive test and their health equity curtail, uh, <laughs> curtail those are in the uh, tier three. And I can't remember which. It's the next tier down after the red. It's purple is purple yeah so so but and i mean huh. almost everyone's getting ready to uh move into the red they're moving in pretty fast so um basically you know there's they, they can reopen april 1st disneyland is shooting for the end of april and it's understandable mm-hmm. because they basically needed to retrain everyone on how to do everything everything's in place like the other stuff also um they're only going to be allowing outdoor rides no indoor rides so that um, makes a big difference. And then, really? yeah, yes, yes. Huh, I thought it was. Nope. Okay. Outdoor rides only. And then um, they also. So there's going to be like that... seven rides that you could ride on. Yep. Basically. Is is Peter Pan considered inside or outside? That's inside. It's not, it doesn't even go outside. Yeah, the queue's all outside. Well, that doesn't count. Well, then Alice in Wonderland could be open because part of that one goes outside. Yeah, but so, no. I mean, so so Pirates isn't going to be open. I don't any, know. Please, so no. Any of those? Huh? I thought it was. Um, Last report I saw was that it was me fifteen percent capacity, only outdoor rides. Very interesting. And I heard yeah. a rumor that it was only going to be California residents. Also, it is. It is only California residents. That's confirmed. Yeah, because basically if you come in the state, the state's rule is you have to quarantine for two weeks when you come into the state. Oh, I didn't know that that was official. I thought it was just just rumor. It's a a state rule, yeah. Um, And they also have announced that Marvel Avengers Campus will not open alongside the Disneyland Resort theme park, which makes me think um, it is done, but they're probably working through all of the um, issues that they have so that they can... um, uh, make sure it's perfect when they reopen it or open well, it. And, yeah. and they haven't because most of the time when you do any rides, which we saw with um, Star Wars Galaxy Edge, they kind of have a cast member opening. And then they have, you know, maybe a soft opening where a couple days before maybe bloggers or, you know, media come out to it. Um, but before that, they do like two weeks with cast members and testing it and everything. So, um, I mean, with this, you can't, haven't really had anybody anybody there and even with the cast members that are there it's so limited to the amount of cast members um, yeah you know yeah you could put you know right these vehicles through with nobody in them but 
how do you know what the safety system is going to be once you get people in it? You need people in the seats to taste to test all the safety systems in it. Yeah, exactly. And I heard that they're only, they're only running them once a day, and so they're going to basically going to get run through the ringer probably for two or three weeks beforehand. You're going to have to run it every single day, which I loved um, when like because I, I went to the grand opening of. Uh, uh galaxy not galaxy's edge um gardens of the galaxy mission breakout and that was a fun event but i i don't know what they're gonna do for the fanfare and everything because we were actually we could see from the hotel when we went the fireworks going off from the from the live event at the at the park so i don't know how big of a thing they're oh. gonna do for it yeah and yeah because like you said with the tower ter- i mean tower terror uh gardens of the galaxy mission breakout I mean, they had the actors come down, you know, some of the actors come down as well for that event where I don't know with this one, if, if they will, or if it will, or if they will, but it won't be open to a public where you could, you know, live stream it, uh, that way where it's like, Hey, they're maybe, actually here. Maybe do that. But, yeah. You know, they did it, uh, you know, the night before, a couple of days before when nobody was there and then play that. I, I, I don't Something know. like that. Or like they did with um, Galaxy's Edge when they had the, uh, like, um, what was oh, it? Yeah. George, George Lucas and all them were there before. George Lucas, opening, yeah, yeah, Harrison Ford and all Harrison of that. Harrison Ford and all them were there, yeah. Mark so Hamill, yeah. We'll see. Um, I did just share something on our page from Southwest, Air, Southwest Airlines, which is amazing, about a child who left his Buzz Lightyear toy on the plane and it made it to its last destination to shut down for the night and the baggage guy found it and he took buzz with him around the plane and all over the place and took pictures of him and then they sent the to buzz lightyear back to the kid with cool drawings all over the outside of the box and a note from buzz lightyear saying that um he was on a mission and he was happy to get back to the kids. So that's pretty cool. If you want to go check out our Facebook page, I just shared that uh, would be on there. It's pretty cool. Um, but, uh, make sure, like we say, um, go to our link tree, L I N K T R dot E E slash FOMO cast gaming is the easiest place to find all of our locations for the podcast, the gaming, the YouTube, all that stuff. And also after you go there, make sure to go follow Tim, on Twitch, which is TC Mendo, and watch him call people porcos and uh, laugh at me when I get killed or when I blow myself up or thermite myself because that happens right. quite often. Um, so make sure to check us out there and uh, let us know anything you want to see us unbox, look at. Um, I did do a kind of a Pokemon box unboxing on TikTok, which was kind of quick and fast and uh, just showing it off kind of thing, but I had fun doing that. Uh, but yeah, just check us out all our places. Thank you all so much um, for listening to us and always coming through and keeping us kind of, I don't know, staying busy. You know, I, I see the views. I see who listens. I see who watches the YouTube. So I greatly appreciate all that. So uh, for the FOMO cast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time.